0: Uh, if anything, what would you say to uh, a young black man or a middle-aged black man who uh, may feel like, you know, he, he's not a leader in the making. He may feel like he, you know, he might be questioning his value, questioning his worth, just like you were when you were starting to fill out the applications and, or, you know, being in a position that you were, and you were saying maybe, you know, you started to question your own worth and value. What would you say to that man? What would you say to that, you know, that black man that, that, malehood saying is there a purpose for me outside of the street you know so what would you say to him
1: don't allow your present circumstances to dictate where you can end up Mm. don't allow your present circumstances to um to dictate where you can go and what you can be
2: you're listening to the leader's lab with dr charity tv Welcome to the Leaders Lab, the podcast created to help millennial, multi passionate entrepreneurs build, organize, launch, and manage their online brands and businesses without losing balance. And now, here's your host, the digital organization development consultant, cross cultural communications specialist, and your favorite global leader, Dr. Charity C. Campbell.
0: Hey, 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 Antra Leader, and happy Wednesday. Welcome back to part two of last week's segment with our very special guest. If you can remember, we had some very, very, very good uh, knowledge that was dropped on us in the Leaders Lab last week, and we're going to pick right up where we left off. Just in case you need a reminder, this is where we left off last week. <laughs> this five second conversation that happened in march what was going on in your mind like when he came in to say that was it like okay or he's playing or maybe you know taking over this school or it was what was your your thought process like what was your thinking at that time
1: i honestly didn't have a thinking uh, thought process i was thinking we're in the third round of observations so I need to get down here and knock out these observations and put them in to Nises and do these post conferences with these teachers and. You know, because okay. I'm systematic. I have to, you know, work down my list to get things done. But, um, yeah, um, yeah. you know, but we, we were good at welding High School because, you know, I was taking care of discipline. I was rolling with a lot of things. I was working with a really good principal, Michelle Burton. Um, And, you know, we, we were having a good time. You know, we, we were doing a lot of great things. So in June, I get this call and I go down and I interview for this job and I don't hear anything. So I said, OK. So I don't go to the board meeting in June, the end of June. Um, and Michelle goes. She's principal well Welder mm-hmm. high school. And mm-hmm. Michelle sends me a text that night and it says, bye-bye, Stu. They sending you to the middle school. Just like that. Okay.
0: Oh, okay. No, they didn't let you know. They listened.
1: So before Dr. <laughs> Bracey could call me, Michelle had already texted me and told me. So then he when he, by the time he called me, I had heard from three other people. That I was wow. going to so he called me and, and told me, wow. so you know, that started my stint at Weldon Middle School that went for five and a half years. And basically what happened to me at Weldon is that I got to a place where I could not grow anymore. And that's another mm. sign. So
3: when
1: when discontent mm. sets in, it's time to move, but also when Jeez. you can no longer grow, it's time Woo. to move. All right.
0: Wow. So we had
1: taken up, you know, we had grown the school. And, and when I took over that school, it was a bottom 10, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 10, bottom 10 school in the state of North Carolina. And we grew to a school that exceeded growth three consecutive years. So every year I was there, our um, proficiency went up, our growth went up. You know, we, wow. we never had a year that we didn't grow 80% or better of the students there. So, you know, I was coaching teachers. I was coaching adults like he had told me to. And Dr. Bracey. So you started off
0: coaching kids and then you moved into coaching coaching, adults now.
1: Coaching adults. Yep. Um, And but by the time I was getting toward the end of my tenure in Weldon, we were, um, I didn't have anybody I could lean on to help me grow. Those people Mm. had cycled out the district. So I was becoming a go-to person. So new principals would come in, they would call me. And I didn't mind helping them because, that, you know, i always open book to help anybody. But I needed somebody that could help me grow. Um, yeah. So at that time, it was around November, uh, early November um, of 2019. I got a text from a friend of mine, Shauna Brown. Uh, she had been at Weldon. And she was also one of the people, she was another one of those people that was in my initial interview, that assistant principal okay. interview. Uh, and Shauna uh, knew me because Shauna worked with our mama uh, over in Northampton County.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: So Shauna had left Weldon to become the um, EC director in Warren County. And literally, Shauna sent me a text and it went something like this. She said, hey, Stu, we have a chief something or something on the website. Got a what? A what? chief something <laughs> or something on the website. Uh huh. So I was sitting there and I was like, okay. So I, I went in and um, this was—I can't remember if it was Veterans Day. Uh, it was somewhere around there. So you know, we had a holiday coming up soon. The next day. And so I went on and I sought chief operations officer. Hmm. Okay. Now I had interviewed in Warren County the previous summer for Warren County High School.
0: Okay. For principal, superintendent or?
1: For the principal. Okay, okay. Okay. Um, I was offered the job and I Hmm. turned it down because Hmm. I said to myself, if I want to be a principal I'll be a principal in the school that I built that's running on autopilot and, and okay. that's this. my school was running on autopilot and I had gotten to the place when I was asking myself the question can I help this school go any higher because you know I think we've achieved as much as we can achieve in my time um, wow so I started to look so I went ahead and I applied for the job okay and I got a email about an interview. I said, "Okay, they want to interview me at one o'clock on a Tuesday." And I said, "I can't come to Warren County at one o'clock on Tuesday because I literally, I had not only do I have a job, I literally have a state team in my school that's doing reaccreditation. Um. So they're doing interviews, and I'm hosting the state team." They said, no problem. We can do it virtually. Said, OK, so I told my assistant principal, I said, look, man, I need you to do me a favor. I said from one to two, I need you to entertain the state team, get them whoever they need, the data that they need. He said, I got you. No problem. I said, I'm being my mm-hmm. office. OK,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I interviewed for the job in my office on Tuesday. On Friday of that week, there was a field trip and mm-hmm. fifth grade and seventh grade went on the field trip because Eric was in the seventh grade and I was waiting for him. So they come back off the field trip. I'm sitting in the front office like I always did sitting there answering the phone and my cell phone is sitting there. And so my assistant principal comes back off the field trip. And one of my lead teachers comes back off the field trip. So we're sitting there and my phone lights up and it's the HR director at Warren County. They both know that name because that person worked in welding okay so i get up i go to the back door it's a friday they extend the offer for the job i say this is what your salary is going to be blah 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 i said okay i said um let me go home talk to my wife i'll give you an answer they said all mm. right so i came back the two of them were standing there. they said still what's going on so i told them
0: uh-huh. what was going
1: on So my assistant principal, who was a veteran, who was an older fella, he looked at me, he said. Take the job. Wow. Not wasn't expecting that. Wow.
0: What you trying to get rid of me? No, no. (laughs) It's like you're trying to get rid of me. No, no.
1: But but it it, it works out. You know, it it goes back to the steps again. It goes back to the steps and being ordered. Mm. So
3: Mm.
1: I went home. I talked to Christina. She said, "Okay, she was fine with it." I called the girl back that night and said, "Look, I'm gonna take the job," and she was like, "I didn't think you were gonna take it because you didn't take the last one." No problem, I'm gonna take the job. So that one happened. They had a board meeting that was Friday. They had a board meeting Tuesday. I got approved. That one happened in nine days. So from the time that I applied to the time that I was board approved, nine days. Said, "Okay." Um, So I worked in Warren County. I worked under a wonderful leader in Warren County. Dr. Mary Young. Um, Dr. Young, um, of course, we started in Warren County and then a couple months later, COVID hit. So then we were leading the district, you know, through uncharted territory with COVID.
3: Mm.
0: Um
1: and at the same time So you were
0: COVID leading your hit, district virtually now.
1: We were virtual. We we were in person a lot. We worked a lot at central office coming in and things like that. But yeah, we were doing a lot of stuff virtually. At the same time that this hit in March of that year, um dr young um <laughs> she she was funny because she said uh she would say slick things to me she would say yes yeah, to um this dude applying for this job you know he go to church like you go to church i said what do you mean by that dr. Young?" she said oh you know what i'm talking about i said young, what are you talking about she said you know them pentecostal churches y'all stay up in there all day I said, okay,
3: I said, okay. Ah!
1: so Uh, And and Dr. Young, when when you talk about the Lord ordering your steps and putting people in your path for a reason. In March of that year, Dr. Young came down with breast cancer. Um, So she was leading the district uh, while going through chemo, while while going through a lot of things. So one of the things that the Lord put on my heart for Dr. Young was that I used to send her a scripture every day.
3: Hmm.
0: So I
1: told her, I said, you know, we're going to pray for you, but I'm going to send you a scripture every day. So was she a
0: believer too? Is yes. she Like a Christian believer. Okay. He okay, was, okay.
1: He was. So she would tell okay. me that, you know, she was coming, she was living in Warrington, but she was coming to church in Durham. And, you know, so okay. we were talking about things and, you know, so we, we were, she would come to me every now and then, you know, we were always about to work in the district, you know, and work, yeah. you know, yeah. sometimes she would say, you know, we need to pray about this. I was like, okay. So,
3: yeah.
1: Yeah. um, So great leader. Um, and mm-hmm. then we just begin to <laughs> encounter craziness a- in Warren County. Um,
0: okay. Craziness.
1: Yeah. That's, that's, we're just going to leave it at craziness. Um, okay. and she wound up, um, leaving the district. She hmm. wound up leaving the district. Um this
0: is during COVID.
1: This is after. So this was oh, actually okay. this year, um, in June of this year, okay. You know, a little before June, she announced that she was going to leave. And um, so it was it was really a shock to me because she was, you know, one of the driving forces. She was the person that was helping me to grow. She was, you know, Hmm. great part of it. Um, And we had a a what we thought was a very solid um, executive cabinet. So, you know, she left um, and, and long story short on Warren County, when she left um i started looking because the lord started to reveal things to me i started to find out you know some behind the scenes things and i and i have found out that sometimes the higher you go the more you need to be grounded the more you need to pray because Mm. sometimes it it becomes more politically driven and 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 dirty um and there were
3: were forces that
1: were really uh working um against me so Mm. I started to look for jobs. Um, And because of some of the things that happened in Warren County, I had actually taken a mental um, and emotional beating. So I started to question my own abilities of whether I could, could I do this, could I do that? So um, as I started to apply for jobs, I was like, I don't know, I don't know. So I remember in May, late May, this was during um, Memorial Day. Um, okay. I was in Williamsburg. Um, we had gone to Williamsburg, just a little family getaway. Um, I had be, really begun to try to spend as much time with my boys as possible because I knew AJ was going to college and I knew that life was going to change forever. Once you know, once you go to college, life changed forever. Um, okay. So I get a text from Dr. Young, you know, I send her a scripture. You know, she she sends me a text and she says she would do this often. She would say. Um, DPI. Um, is mm-hmm. looking for coaches. But this particular day, she sent me a few and and one of them was Chapel Hill Carborough is looking for a chief operations officer. So I said, OK, so. I just started filling out applications. So I filled out an application for a job in Edgecombe County, um, a job with DPI. Um,
0: Now what is DPI for those who are public instruction,
1: North Carolina Department of Public Instruction. So this is the department that oversees education for the entire state. Um, Okay. Okay. So um, in Chapel Hill, Carrboro. So I filled out, you know, several applications um, and I filled one out for Weldon City Schools. Weldon had a position. So I filled out four applications. So I went through the application process and um, once I got everything in, in June um, we went to four day weeks in Warren County. So we worked Monday through Thursday, Fridays off. So I got a call um, from Chapel Hill Carborough City Schools. And they said, we would like to interview you this Friday at 10 o'clock. I said, okay. So um, from my home and in my wife's she room, I did the interview with Chapel Hill Mm -hmm. Marlboro. And when I got online, I was actually thrown off my game because there was like 16 people online in this panel interview. And I was like, you know, so I I was like, OK,
0: like 16 faces all across the whole
1: all across the screen and people peppering you with questions and you know it, it was you know so it took me a little bit to get my bearings about me and i was like actually when i shut it down i was like mm, i don't know about this one so mm, okay. that was friday and about four thirty friday afternoon i got a call back from the same girl and she said the same day the same day she said we would like to meet with you in person mr stewart <laughs> what Wait a minute! After you just,
0: after you just, you were you were not confident that you did well.
1: This didn't go as it didn't go bad, but I I was trying to convince myself this is not going as well as I thought it
0: would. (laughs) While you're going through the whole interview process, you're like, "This is not (laughs) going right. That's not how this works. Right?
1: (laughs) So this is Friday, and they want me to come to Chapel Hill on Tuesday. Wow. And I said, oh, wait, I have a problem. I wasn't going to tell them what the problem was, but the problem was I was supposed to be in edge comb on Tuesday. For another interview. For another interview. <laughs> so I said, ma'am, I have an appointment at 3.30 on Tuesday. She said, no problem. Your appointment here is at 10. She said, and you'll be done in an hour. So I said, OK. So that Tuesday, I hopped in my wife's car because she got the newer car. And uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. I drove the two hours from Roanoke Rapids to Chapel Hill, and I interviewed in person with the Superintendent and her cabinet in the boardroom wow. Uh, wow. for an hour. And I thought it, it went well. I thought it went well.
0: Better than better better than Friday.
1: Yes. Better than Friday. Okay. okay. So then I hopped in the car and I, I zipped on past pass Raleigh and rolled up 64 and went to Tarboro and I interviewed at North Edgecombe. Uh, wow. Excuse me, not North Edgecombe, but Edgecombe County uh, Central uh-huh. Office. And then I hopped back in the car and I drove to Warren County for a school board meeting that night. So you that was burning week, all the rubber on the road that day. That Tuesday, I logged 300 miles on the road interviewing. <laughs> By the time I got to the board meeting in Warren County, Edgecombe County had emailed me and wanted me to come back on Thursday for a second interview. Wow. Okay. I said, Lord, I don't know where I'm going, but it looks like I'm going somewhere.
0: You are going somewhere? I'm no, going what somewhere. is it? I don't know. I don't know where y'all going, but y'all got to get up out yeah, of here. Get up that out was of you. Here.
1: So, <laughs> so I, of course, agreed. I will come back on Thursday. Um, wow. Did wasn't really feeling the Edgecombe job, but I knew I had okay. to. Go. I knew I had to go. Yeah. So go to the board meeting. Um, I go to Edgecombe Thursday. Uh, it goes fairly well. But I found out they knew who they wanted for their job already. And I wasn't comfortable with the job in particular. So they actually called me and offered me another job. And I said, no, thank you. I, I don't think I want to do that. I'm, I'm sorry. So they didn't offer me the job that I interviewed for, but they offered me another job. Said,
0: nah. Wow.
1: So at this time, I'm also this is now July and I'm oh. coaching the all-star team. So I'm okay. sitting at practice and um, it's late June, early July. Um, I get a call from the state department, from DPI, and they say, Mrs. Okay. we want to interview you to be a coach. Uh, basically, I was going to go in and be a coach for a principal and, you know, help principals oh, run okay. their school improve their school. Okay. Um, so I, I interviewed with them on a Friday morning. I, now this this interview I felt really, really good about. I was like, yeah, I knock this one out of the park. This is not a problem. I expect okay. to hear from them. So um actually we took AJ to orientation in Elizabeth City. This was the 7th and 8th of July, I remember. Um and I'm in orientation on the 7th, and Dr. Young, you know, um mm-hmm. she calls me up she said congratulations i said what what are you talking about she said i just got the call from dpi they were doing your reference checks i said really she said yeah she said you you're gonna get that job all right my former assistant principal calls me an hour after i get off the phone with dr young hey Stu, you got that one i just talked to Peyton. you got that job don't worry about it I said, okay <laughs> all right. so you know july 7th I, I think i'm signed and delivered i'm going to dpi yeah. So the next week, the next week, I go to baseball practice. I'm sitting on a bucket at baseball practice, and um, the phone rings. Chapel Hill, Carver City Schools, and the HR officer says to me, "She says, Mr. Stewart, I just wanted to follow up with you and let you know that um, the operations office. She said our team really loved you. She said, but you just didn't have the experience that we were looking for um, mm. for that position." She said, but um, we have a uh, senior executive, senior director of operations position. If you would be interested in applying for that, she said, we make no promises, but you can interview. I said, okay. You know, I'm saying, okay, because I was feeling pretty good at this point, because I was figured I had a right. state department job already.
0: Right. So, right.
1: But that you were still willing
0: like, to interview for this other oh, position, even though you had this one. Okay. Right.
1: So that was tuesday friday i get a call from the girl um in hr who i've talked to now three times um <laughs> and she says mrs stewart can you interview on monday at 4 30. i was like i gotta go to work on monday i said sure i will okay so i found me a secluded spot to interview on monday okay. i interview mm. for this job okay now meanwhile I've had two people say that I got the State Department job, but I hadn't heard from the State Department.
3: Okay. Mm,
0: Okay.
1: okay. So and I've turned down the job in Edgecombe. Okay. So Tuesday, I interview I interview Monday with Chapel Hill. Tuesday, I get a call from the HR director. She said, Mr. Stewart. Want to congratulate you that um, you're the chosen person to be the senior executive director of operations. Chapel Hill Carver City Schools. She said, This is your salary. This is that, this is that. I was like, wait a minute, can you repeat all that again? Because you know. Don't just
3: brush
0: over that. Don't just brush over that.
1: My mama had me when she was 16, and, and we used to live in the projects and stuff like that. And um ain't I ain't never heard numbers like this before. What you talking about? Okay. Uh. So she said to me, she put all this stuff together. She said, I need an answer by tonight. She said, because we have a okay, pressure. tomorrow. Wow. She said, nah, we want to take your name. So I said, okay. I said, I need to talk to my wife. Okay. Mm-hmm. Always my out. Talk to my
0: wife. I love
1: it. I love it. So- <laughs> Tina,
0: he'd he be putting it all on you. <laughs>
1: yeah, <need> <laughs> so at the same time, we had a bus accident that day in Warren County. Okay. Wow we also at that same point i had two board members from another school district text me and say are you interested in a job in our district what okay (laughs) all right lord i don't know what's going on And, and i'm still waiting for the state department right so i get on the phone who do i call one person i know that pray and and gonna do something dr young uh-huh. So I called Dr. Young up. We started talking. She said, "Oh no, we got to do something about this. We didn't need that." She said, "I said, Dr. Young, I didn't call you to do anything." She said, no, "No, no, no, we no, no." I said, "Okay, yes, ma'am." So uh, we get everything squared away. It was a long day in Warren County. So I'm coming home at like six thirty, seven o'clock that night. I'm looking up in the sky, and I'm saying, "Lord, show me a sign." "Lord, yeah. help, me. Lord, Lord, I, I need some direction." I got people out the blue asking me, "Do I want a job?" I got this. How many job offers
0: on. do you have at this point, though? So like, I mean, it point, sounds like
1: on Tuesday, there were like three. Okay. So it was Chapel Hill, DPI, and this other school district. And yeah. I'm praying, Lord, show me a sign. Lord, show me a sign. Lord, show me a sign. And so I get home. I sit my family down at the table because, you know, AJ's getting ready to leave for school. So he's feeling real grown. So we sit at the table. We talk. Mm-hmm. And you're like, man, I don't care. You know, I'm, I'm leaving anyway. <laughs> cool. Dude, He's like, do you. So I was like do you? Yeah. I said, Eric, what do you think, man? Eric's like, I'm down for whatever. I was like, really? I said, You're you're willing to. He said, I'm down for whatever. So I said, Christina, you know. And and we were ignorant at that point to the fact that this could possibly be a life changing move.
3: Mm. Yeah, this is a
1: life changing move. So yeah. I'm gonna tell you that you can talk yourself out of blessings.
3: You can talk Ooh.
1: out of blessings. And I talked myself out of the blessing.
0: Jesus. I
1: I typed the text and I declined the offer. And I could not hit send. I couldn't hit send on it. So I I tried to get my wife to hit send (laughs) on it. She wouldn't hit send on it. So finally, I hit send on the the text to decline the offer. I ran and I jumped in the shower because I didn't want to cry out in the public. I wanted at least the right. You
0: want to cry with the water yeah, hitting yeah, your face, yeah, yeah, so yeah, you don't know which one is. So crying. you don't know which is shower or tears. Now, which yeah. offer was this that you declined? Because you had this, three. So which one?
1: Was the Chapel Hill offer? Wow. So I I got out of the shower and um, I hear my phone binging and then I it, it rings. And it, when it rings, I see it's the HR officer. And at this point, I'm in no place to talk to her. So I don't answer. But then I, <laughs> but then I read her text messages that she sent me. Okay. And when I read the three text messages and what they said, and I told Christina, I said, Christine, I said, I would be an absolute fool to turn this down, wouldn't I? She was like, yeah, you'd be pretty stupid. I said, <laughs> okay. So... Ah yes, wife. <laughs> right. So I still was not. I still was not set on this. I was still not set. Why? On not? What? I, what I, was it
0: about you? Was it a lack of confidence or it just was uncertainty? Because I
1: think I think oh, what okay. I had been through in Warren County had kind of got me shattered. So wow, I, I had to call. I called two people and put them on three way. You know, two <laughs> only two people I really trusted in Warren County. I called them and put them on three way. I said, mm-hmm. y'all. No, I called Doctor Young first. I said, Dr. Young. Okay. she said, oh, no. She said, you got to go. She said, you have to take that. You have to do us. So then I called these two other folks. I said, y'all, they they were packing me up, renting my house. I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> they said, no. You ain't it's even weird.
0: accepted yet. they right. like, we're going to put your house on the market. We're going right. to do this. You are going to do that. Wow.
1: It was, but I'm going to tell you how you can be blinded by... Your own foolishness. So mm. I was waiting on DPI because I thought that was really the job that I wanted. OK. OK. Um, and understand that DPI was a twenty six thousand dollar raise for me.
0: OK. Wow. From,
1: from what I was making in Warren County.
0: Wow. OK.
1: Um The original Chapel Hill offer was was twenty thousand more than DPI. Yeah.
0: So a forty six thousand raise,
1: and it actually went up from there. So, Wait, you got
0: money? Give me twenty dollars, <laughs> cash at me twenty dollars. You got? <laughs> I would, but your nephew every time I see him, he need money for something. He some asking reason. for money. I know, uh, college yeah. students
1: it always is- broke, always broke, <laughs> always broke. But telling me stuff like, look can you send me some money because I don't want my account to drop below $2,000. What? I know. I I know. I said, son, I didn't have $2,000 total the whole time I was in college. All I ain't had $2
0: when I was in college All and y'all it. know, cause I was always getting y'all money. I was always oh. asking y'all for money in college. Wow.
1: So it was, you know, it I was just one it. of those things where, the very next morning i so i i, I texted um the hr officer back and told her i would accept the offer the
3: okay.
1: next the next morning dpi called me and said we're going to put it in in writing too they, late. they were they were two days late they were two days too late had they called me tuesday morning
0: you would have took it
1: i would have took it but that's not what god had for me that's not thank what god, god had thank god for delays
0: Thank God for delays so you can get the right
1: thing. Right. It was something better for me. So, you know. Who are you preaching? We went on family vacation, you know, in July. And Mm. Eric had to play, right at the end of July. That's right. And Eric had to play a baseball tournament in this area in Durham. So we started house Mm. hunting, you know, after we drove from Williamsburg, drove to Durham. After his first game, we were riding around looking at houses that we had looked up. We was in all kinds of neighborhoods. I was like, I don't know about this. We done looked at six houses, and I ain't got a good feeling about anything. So I'm talking about this at work, and Mm -hmm. somebody that I work with says, "Um, Stu, I got a friend that's a realtor in that area. We went to college together. I said, for real? She said, can I text him your number? I said, sure. So this guy texted me back late that night. He said, look. Let's let's get together. I said, OK, so we set up a day on a Thursday. Christina and I are going to ride down here. He texted me that day. He said, look, man, he said, I only got to go ahead for one house. He said, let's let me work on this and we will see what we can do. He said, maybe we get together Sunday, which was fine because Eric was playing in Greensboro. So we had to come back right okay. to him. OK, so we said, OK, we're going to meet at this house and we'll start from there. So we looked at four houses that day and the first house that we we met we got here first we were sitting outside waiting on him and <laughs> he had an issue at the front door with the the <laughs> lock box. he couldn't get in with the code and he i mean it was it was some so we That's came amazing. in we walked around said this is a nice house we went upstairs to the second floor we went upstairs to the third floor this is a nice house and, and it's a smart house. You know, it talked to you and do all kinds of stuff like that. Got your
0: little tech, got your technology right. running your whole world.
1: Right. So I even heard him say he was coming down from the third floor. He said, this a nice it's a nice house. it. So that was on Sunday. That was on a Sunday. We moved into the house two weeks after that two weeks after that it's
3: listen
0: when
1: when i've found in my life when god got things for me they happen fast they happen quick
0: fast. quick with the quickness and, um,
1: so i'm working out my days at warren county and still working and still doing stuff and one of the people in my department called me up and they said mr stewart um what are you doing in chapel hill i said i'm gonna be the Senior executive director of operations. He said, you might want to check the website. I said, what do you mean? He said, you might want to check the organizational website. So I checked the website and I noticed that the facilities director is now the senior executive director of operations. And I was the interim chief operations officer. I said, oh, okay. Hmm. All right. All right. So, okay, Lord, I will do that, you know, and have no problem with it and and walk in that role and, and do what I need to do in that role. So, you know, I'm still thinking and understanding and knowing that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and that this is a a wow. different world, a different opportunity, a different time. But at the same time, it is. um, It's for me yeah it's
0: It's your time it is your time
1: it is it is is. and and your story is not the same as everybody else's story and it's not the same as everybody else's time so you can't yeah um compare yourself to everybody else you can't yeah look at everybody you have to to grow in your season and i think back to if i didn't have the disappointment of not being the front rapids football coach I would have never yeah. gained the experience of teaching in the County. I would have never mm. gained the experience of learning how to reach children of color that took place in Weldon. I would have never had the testimony mm. of being able to move a, a low performing school that the state was about to take over. Um, wow. I had state coaches. I had state coaches in my school for every subject area. I had a principal coach you know i had people and and by the time i was finished there my principal coach was one of the people who was telling me it's time for you to go because you can't take the school any higher because you've done a phenomenal job um i had people telling me um look you've done such a good job with the data and stuff here will you come and speak at this data conference for other principals will you you know do that kind of stuff and had i not done those things then the operations portion wouldn't have opened yes. up. It wouldn't have yes. opened up. So um, you know, I'm I'm to a place now and I'm like, okay, Lord, wherever you take me, whatever you do, I trust you. Yeah. I understand. Um, but but it all goes back to the same things. Um, you know, building relationships, accountability, the coaching model. Um, you know, I they they laugh at me because I used to I would cook when i was a principal i used to cook for my staff so i would mm-hmm. feed them you know on breakfast and, and breakfast and things like that and people said why you cook for your staff i said i used to feed them before i got on them i said because yeah. i would fatten them up before i stabbed them because they didn't run uh-huh.
3: as
0: you fatten them up for the slaughter
1: right yeah they didn't run as fast so you know <laughs> um I but i take that same thing with me so when i was in warren county as chief operations office i would cook for central office you know, there wow. was you know, 30 folks in central office. We would do breakfast. We would do lunch. I had people that would do with me. Um, you know, we did department wow. stuff. Um, so now, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in central office with 100 people in, in central office. And, uh, you know, you so better
0: order out. You better order out this time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we have an outstanding. We have an outstanding child nutrition uh <laughs> department that that makes yeah. outstanding meals so yeah yes, <laughs> so you graduated. don't have to cook no more i don't have to cook anymore i don't have to cook i'm moving cook. on up yeah i can't cook <laughs> that many folks so but the, the the thought is still there the thought is still there but the execution yeah. of the thought takes on different so sometimes we learn that that even though we want to do things in a certain way after mm. a while the execution has to be different you know, once you arrive at a certain place, the execution is different. Um, mm. You can't react the same way. You know, you might be just as upset, but you can't react the same way. You you can't mm. carry things out the same way because the execution has to be different from. But that where speaks you to the character up. of the person.
0: It does. Yeah, it that does. speaks to the character of the person. Right. So, as in your in your experience, which. Mm-hmm. We have just, I mean, and some of you probably think, oh, you're his sister. So, you know, this, no, many of these things, like I didn't know. I mean, I knew that my brother had this job and y'all know I'm all the way in China, so I'm over
3: here,
0: over here living life and trying to, (laughs) as you see, trying, trying Mm -hmm. to, to do something with my life here. Mm -hmm. But, um, so, so as like a lot of these things, um, that you've just shared with us today has. I mean, they're, they're so impactful and you can, you can see that you are an educational leader. Like I, I was sitting here as you were talking about coaching, 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 I'm like, this man is the ultimate educational coach. Like you are just the ultimate education because you went from coaching kids to, to you know, coaching adults, coaching, uh, uh, administrators. I mean, the ultimate coach, like you, that's your, if you were to ever rebrand yourself, you could call yourself the ultimate educational really? coach. I mean, cause that's just what you've done, yeah. but with that said, like, what is one characteristic? Because, because you've talked about not burning bridges, um, mm-hmm. and as you transition, and I mean, sometimes as a not even just a black man, and not even just you know as a black person, sometimes when we get burned by people, when we leave, we want to burn people too. You know, I mean, because we're human. Right. So this is this this question is actually twofold. This question is twofold. The first question is. Um, what is one characteristic that you believe every leader, whether in education, whether in law, whether in management, whether in, you know, whatever, what is one characteristic that you believe every leader should have? And then the second question uh, is, how do you leave without burning bridges? Like, how do you make sure that when you leave a place, when it's your time to move on, that you do it in the right way? So the first one is the characteristic for every leader. And the second one is like, how do you move on without you know, burning bridges?
1: Every good leader should positively invest in human capital. Um, okay. and, and The investment in human capital is the relationship building piece. Um, we in education as our teachers, and folks to build a a solid rapport with children um okay we need to learn to build solid reports with one another um so it's not just and and i've learned myself so um one of the activities that, that we've done it was very unique uh since i've been in chapel hill is we had to build a five part manual for how to handle ourselves and so okay. you find out who you are And basically what I had to do was tell other people how they should approach me, how they should handle me. I'm a straight line thinker. Um, I'm task oriented. So I have to Mm. do things on a checklist because I'm one of those people. Sometimes I have the tendency to um, to mow people down. I have that that mow people down um, gene because I need to get things done. But yeah, When you look at it, you say, "Okay, if I build proper relationships with people, I I find out that everybody's not built the same way. So for that reason, my investment in human capital, one of the things that I look at, I always try to to invest in the people around me and know that they are human and and figure out how they're doing. So you you need to ask people about, you know. Their home life, how are they feeling, Mm. especially having gone through covid. So a lot of my conversations now are, how you doing? Are, are you doing yeah. okay? You know, are you in a good mental space? Are you in a good physical space? Take a yeah. day, you know, take a day. Um, when was the last time you, you took some time for yourself? And this was a conversation mm-hmm. I just had with somebody the other day. Um, it's about the work, but we used to say this when I was in the school, hungry adults eat children. Okay. Um, Because they're going to devour them because they're not right. So I used to say when I was a principal, it was my job to take care of the adults to make sure they were in a good space because Mm. adults in good space, good spaces make good teachers. Um, OK, so now my directors, I have to make sure that they're in good spaces so because they can lead their departments the right way. Positive influence. So I want them to model the good, positive parts of what I'm doing with them. Um, okay. And no, yes, it, the bottom line is it's about the work, but it's also about the people behind the work. Because if you mm-hmm. don't have people in a good mindset and a good mind frame, um, they can't get the work done. So every good yeah. leader needs to invest in positive human capital.
0: Okay. Um, and the second question
1: mm-hmm.
0: how to transition without burning bridges?
1: that is you know we
0: be all up in our feelings let's just be we honest do. you know when when people do us wrong or you know I'm even if I'm only talking about the people who are done wrong and it's time to, for them to transition I'm not talking about people who just be like they you know just wake up and they decide to quit their job because it's Tuesday you know they be like right. I don't like my job I'm just quitting today but I'm talking about the people who like you've done everything you're supposed to do you are giving your all you're giving your absolute best um, but somehow some way you're still there's something that's, you know, it's time for you to move. It's time for you to move on. Something's not working right. And it's just, you know, it's that time, it's that season. So how do you do that without being in your feelings? I mean, because you have had to, you've had to transition through some tough spots, mm-hmm. um, and, but, and now look at you, you know, like, look at where you are now. So how do you do that? Especially, I guess, coming from a black man's standpoint, like, how do you do that?
1: See the whole picture first.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Um, I, I think that's something that I, I, I've learned over time that a lot of people don't do. So even and when I'm coming from a place of hurt, the my viewpoint is usually that place of hurt. And that's it.
0: Mm, OK,
1: step back and see if you can see the entire picture. Now, mm. understanding the entire picture may help you to. Understand where other people are coming from, OK? Right. And if I can understand somebody else's mindset and or their point of view, I can better receive some things. Okay. Okay. It is not. um, You can't change the situation, but you can change your outlook on the situation.
0: And there we have it. Absolutely.
1: You, You can change your outlook on the situation. But if I stay solely in my viewpoint and I don't see the whole picture, Okay. Now, seeing the whole picture may be the understanding that, Lord, these people are evil. They are working against me. They, Okay, but they may be pushing you into something better for you that you wouldn't step out to. Because when we are comfortable, we have a sense of complacency. And we don't look for anything. I've even learned this comfort does not always um, evolve from positive. Sometimes Mm. you can be comfortable in a negative situation, but if you convince yourself that you can take it, that you can go through it, you'll stay in it. So in order to get out of that, you need to step back and see the whole situation and say, okay, Lord, am I being a dummy? I mean, there's, you know, you know, um, and I know, you know, when we in Chapel Hill, we we talk about, you know, being positive and, you know, we talk about equity. Like uh, my superintendent the other day, uh, somebody was the example for something. So she didn't call him a crash test dummy. She called him a crash Mm -hmm. test genius. Uh, But sometimes when I talk to myself, I like to be just more direct. Am I being stupid about this?
2: Yeah. maybe
1: yeah. but, but in order to do that you have I have to step back away from me, okay, right I have to step back away from me, so yeah, who you know I was about to turn down forty six thousand dollars above where I was, yeah, who does yeah. that, who does that but if mm. you you can make up enough reasons to, yeah. to make yourself say anything. Um, so step back, see the whole picture, and then don't be afraid to step out and trust God. All right, I, I was listening to Joel Osteen this morning while I was cooking breakfast for everybody because everybody was in my house this weekend down here in Durham, so that was mm-hmm. really nice to have Uh, It was the first time I really had my whole family down here on the weekend. Yeah. So I was cooking. I had the TV on. I was listening to Joel. And Joel said, It's not faith if you can see the outcome. It's it's not faith if you can work the numbers and crunch them to come out with your desired outcome. Faith is not knowing how this thing is going to work out and still say, Okay, Lord, I'm going to go. All right. Um faith is saying I don't have enough meal to make you bread, make you a cake, and make Come me on. a cake too. Come you on, know? woman. But the prophet saying, just make me a cake, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She wasn't even now, in see, her let food. me tell you
0: something. Let me, let me tell you something. That was a good woman right there. She it, was. It, it couldn't be me. Cause I would have been like, You want me to you want me to take my little bit of meal and make you a cake? I'm hungry too. Like you i'm hungry too but she did that she sacrificed and, and she was obedient
1: right obedience uh bruh you the same door you walked in you need to walk out you want me to take my last little bit and give it to you but that's faith that that that's wow. the faith, not just to and she had faith on multiple levels not just yeah. for the food sake because we look at the cake you know she had just enough of the cake she also had to have the faith that this man was a true prophet that's true. And what he was saying was true because, true. you know, if she'd have said, oh, no, this guy ain't telling me the truth. It would have broken down every other system and structure that dealt with her faith. So, you know, wow. of course, know how it ended up. But
3: yeah,
0: we
1: have to get there. So it's not faith is is wonderful with others, but we have to learn to let faith work for us. So if mm. I can't allow faith to work for me um and, and step out, you know, w- you know, we know Abraham and Sarah were 190 and they had a baby. Oh, that's that's great, you know, but what baby are we supposed to be giving birth to in our old age? You know, in, okay. in that old okay age, now. that old age of I'm too old to relocate. You know? I got Seven years before I retire, I'm going to pick up and move to another mm. city? Lord, you're telling mm. me I need to do this? I'm, mm. But I only got seven years to retire. Wow. Well, and then what I've learned is that being in it, Lord, okay, where are we going from here? Yeah. Because I don't know. Where are we going from here? Yeah. Put, because, where, where right. To go from here? Cause, right, you know, I'm fine. You know, you got me here. I'm good, but I'm also at a point now that if I can trust you to get to this point, I can trust that you'll drive me wherever I need to be. And so
0: it's like the faith to follow, right? It's, it's basically the faith to follow.
1: And a lot of people are perfectly fine with faith to sit. They they will sit on that faith and say, "Okay, I'm, ah! I'm good at this. You know, I'm I'm fine." I'm fine with it, and and I'm not I'm not saying that you're not blessed in doing mm. that, but what I'm saying is, what if there is more that mm. you could possibly be missing out on because yeah. you won't step up and and take that opportunity to follow.
0: Wow, wow, wow! Listen, this has been this has been an amazing episode. I'm telling you the truth. I'm looking like I just looked down at the timer. And I was like, yeah. I was like, we've been chatting for a while. I mean, but it's just Alone. been, it's been good. It's been good. And honestly, send somebody to go pick your mom up off the floor. Cause you know, she over there crying, speaking in <laughs> tongues right now, like <laughs> having church service right now, because a lot of the, I mean, for y'all, for those of you who are watching the, the video portion and you see me with a pen in my hand, it's cause I am taking notes. You don't sit under wisdom. And not get all of these notes. I mean, so many things we talked about today. Um, uh, life lessons from athletics, and talking about being discontent and knowing when it's time to move uh, the emotional attachments that you uh, that you end up creating as an educator, and how to really how to manage those. You know, to how to manage those emotions, and talking about not burning bridges. Listen, in seasons of transition, this is so important. So important, um, and. I, one of the things I love, love, love that you said today was that the higher you go, the more grounded you need to be. Mm-hmm. The higher you go, the more grounded you need to be. I mean, and it's it's just, oh, it's so much. I mean, I I literally, I mean, and I my handwriting is kind of one of the ones that kind of look like a little serial killer. It's like, you know, you just be, you know, chicken scratching all over the place. But I can, this is legible for me. I am, man, this is just, I'm, I'm just so full of, uh, because you never know when a transition is going to come. You never know when uh, when your turn is next for transition. And and if that's the case for some of you who may be watching right now, um, I want you to be encouraged. Especially, you know, yes, the segment is called "Black Men Making Moves," and you see the moves that you know that Mrs. Stewart has made from from the beginning all the way until now. And um, I I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be encouraged. And so, uh, as a final thought, as a final thought, uh, Mr. Stewart, what would you say? Uh, if anything, what would you say to uh, a young black man or a middle-aged black man or any type, you know, any, any male right now who, uh, may feel like, you know, he he's not a leader in the making he may feel like he you know he might be questioning his value questioning his worth just like you were when you were starting to fill out the applications and or you know being in a position that you were and you were saying maybe you know you started to question your own worth and value what would you say to that man what would you say to that you know that black man that that male who's saying is there a purpose for me outside of the street you know so what would you say to him
1: Don't allow your present circumstances to dictate where you can end up. Um, Don't allow your present circumstances to um, to dictate where you can go and what you can be. Um, um, No one comes from the perfect situation. Um, Nobody comes from the a the the typical situation and winds up where they, they want to be. You have to learn to press through, to fight through. Um, I could use plenty of life, early life examples and tell you, oh, man, I, I can't do this. You know, mm. um, I, I should have wound up a different way, you know. But, you know, it, it's by the grace of God and surrounding myself with people that can help you to grow. That, that That's yeah. another key to this. You have to. Uh, A friend of mine posted on Facebook uh, right here recently. I think it was this weekend, uh, this past weekend. And she said that if you have five broke friends, you'll be the sixth one. Mm -hmm,
3: mm -hmm. You have
1: to surround yourself with people where you want to go and not just around uh, people where you're presently at. There must be room for you to grow. So, you know, it's. Some of the things that I've been through in life helped to keep me grounded. Um, my mama had me when she was 16 on her 16th birthday. That's something that yeah. helps keep me grounded that, yeah. you know, I, I will never be high minded because I can remember where I came from. You know, wow. I can remember that when I got married in May of 99 in June, my wife and I didn't have enough money to pay our rent. Wow. 75. OK, so wow. it was those things like that, that will keep you grounded. Um, but those present those circumstances at that time didn't dictate to us where we could end up, you know, yeah, it, it didn't end up in, in 2001 when uh, my wife had a miscarriage um, in April of 2001 that situation didn't dictate to us that we would never have any kids. Yeah. So if we'd have lived in that situation, you know, we wouldn't have the 15 year old and 18 year old now. Yeah. So you can't allow those things to sit on you and, and choke the expectancy out of you. That's there. Wow. So in any black male or anybody that is, um, looking to move one It's never too late. Um, Mm. it is never too late for you to move. It's never too late for you to be Abraham and Sarah and have that baby, that promised child. Um, but at the same time, once you know the promise, you got to start moving in it. You got to start moving in my, my thing. And I, and I have a a friend of mine who, uh, started a new job this week and, um, So she called me for a lot of advice and things like that. And what I told her when it comes to jobs, I look at them like doorknobs. Okay. So I pray, I apply and then I start turning doorknobs. And okay. if, the door, if the door opens up, I believe it's time for me to walk through it. Yes. If the door is locked and that's how I pray. I said, Lord, if this door is not for me, don't let me be able to open
0: it. That's but what I, I, I have listen, to, be able to walk I say that. Yeah, that's it.
1: Yeah. But I'm going to turn that doorknob because that's putting faith into motion for me. Mm, so that uh, you actionable know, it, faith. It, it, that's right. So when the Bible says that, you know, faith about works is dead, the turning of the doorknob is your works, you know. Wow. And then when the door opens, having a good sense to walk through it, because don't talk yourself out of it and say, I don't know what's on the other side of the door. You still got to walk through it
0: well i don't know if i've been blessed or rebuked or all of the above but it was good i mean i i wow this has been this has been so good so so good and i i can't thank you enough for uh this i i remember i was like i want to ask dre if he'll be on the podcast like because mm-hmm. if i'm gonna do this i like if i'm gonna do this series black men making moves like i have to i definitely have to get like the most influential aside from my daddy the most influential black man in my life that i know who's been making moves not just in the black community though like that's one of the things that i do appreciate about our upbringing is that um wherever we go because of how we've been raised and how we've been educated Mm -hmm. the, the way wherever we go we can we can be with the with the black community or we can be you know, mm-hmm. in, in the white community, the brown community, where we can just be in multicultural communities and still, one, not lose our identity and, and not lose our influence. Right. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm so grateful for that. But yeah, I, I said, let me see. And when you say, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm <laughs> moving on up. <laughs> well, well
1: and, and one thing that you should really know is that how proud of uh, you I am. I am extremely proud of you and the things that you have Aww. accomplished and how you have stepped out and you have put faith in action and you've done so many wonderful things that i'm extremely proud of you you know part of the reason that i started down the phd role is uh because i watched you get a doctorate so you know I, i'm really proud of, of uh, a lot of the things that you have been able to do and accomplish and i used to joke you went to china and i used to say i live in run i don't want to even ride the rocky Mountain. Yeah, and that's how that's how And now
0: where you at? <laughs>
1: right. 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 So, you know, it's one of those things, but yeah, it's um it's, it's putting faith in the works and, and if people only knew some of the struggles that
3: yeah. um,
1: that you have. And 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 understanding that greatness does not come without a struggle. Mm. It, it doesn't. That- so, and it can be physical, it can be mental, it can be both. You know, if you say you want to be great, you realize what you're saying. Step back, see the whole picture and realize, right. you know, what what that requires, um, because if you want to be great, you got to move from your current situation. Your current address um, is it's not going to allow you to be great.
0: All right. I know. I mean, I know this episode is for my listeners, but goodness, it, this thing just got me too. sheesh. This thing just got me too. Cause you always go from faith to faith and glory to glory. Yeah. And, and you can't go, you can't go to your next. If you just stuck in your now, that's the one yeah. thing that you cannot if you, like he said, it's not always being comfortable in the positive, but sometimes you get so comfortable in the negative because it's just become your norm really? that you just, you don't expect anything more for yourself. And so, uh, thank you so much again, Mr. Stewart. I, that's what I said. I don't even know what, I don't know what to call you. Do I call you? Coach, like you, you call a coach. Call him principal. Mm-hmm. Call him superintendent. Call him, you know, C O O. No, I I like to call you Doctor Stewart because that's coming real soon. Mm-hmm. That's coming real real soon. Uh, but I I appreciate you so much. We gotta have you again. Um, if I do a segment, um, if I do another segment, uh, maybe around like Black History, we gotta talk about raising black men, raising black kings. Mm. Uh, to to you know to be emotionally uh, mature,
3: mm-hmm. uh,
0: to, to deal with that emotional intelligence, um uh, because, because I can say that about my nephews and y'all, my nephew's so crazy. Shout out to my nephews. Y'all better watch like subscribe auntie's page. Thank you. Uh, so, so again, thank you so much. Now, how can the people reach out to you if they want to connect with you on, uh, on social media?
1: Um, definitely you can uh, reach me at Andre Stewart on Facebook um on instagram it's uh coach uh what is it
0: Two five two
1: yeah coach two five two on instagram um yeah and so those are the the two main social medias that i use today um and you know they can always if, if when in doubt you can always just drop me an email there we go that's it
0: all right well again thank you for uh for joining us today on the 41st episode of the leaders lab podcast and listen don't forget uh viewers that you can also connect with me on social media uh you can find me anywhere and everywhere at dr charity tv and that uh on facebook it is at dr charity tv page and if you have any questions or you would like to be a guest on the podcast you can send us an email at info at Dr. Charity TV. Listen, this has been such a—it's been an episode full of wisdom, full of wisdom and inspiration. And I don't want you to stop there, so make sure that you uh, like, subscribe, you share this. You never know who you are connected to that needs motivation, that needs to hear the story of, of various leaders that we have on this podcast. So I want to say thank you so much for tuning in to episode of the Leaders Lab podcast, and I'll see you guys next week in the lab.
2: Thank you for listening to the Leaders Lab podcast. Visit our website at www.drcharitytv.com and follow us on all social media platforms with at Dr. Charity TV.